Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Shelly, it's so nice to have you today on Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. As you can see, Shelly's a boss. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, you're an accomplished woman, and you have um, a lot of things that are really interesting (laughs) that I know we can't wait to dive into. But before we do, I want to learn a little bit more about your journey. Um, and, and really how it came to be that you are where you are. And I know that's a huge question, but, you know, just tell us what, what you're present to in this moment. Yeah. So I'll try to do it really short and concise. I actually been working since I was 11 years old and didn't of course appreciate it at the time. Uh, my parents had a, an auction house restaurant flea market. And on the weekends I would go work there. And I definitely, as a youngster, uh, did not want to be doing that, but I learned so much information that I didn't realize at the time. And of course, I appreciate now. Fast forward into the teenage years, I started working inside of Marriott, a really large, obviously, uh, company, a lot of structure, stayed in the hotel years for a couple of decades, and then realized it was never about the people. I'm sorry, it was never about the brick and the mortar, which I thought it was because uh, I'd gone into ownership as well. But it was more so about the people. It had always been about the people. I actually had when I decided I didn't want to get up and make the donut, so to speak, I had a conversation with a franchise broker and she asked me a lot of questions that led me into purchasing a franchise um, that was executive coaching and uh, peer board kind of groups once a month. And I bought that look, uh, you know, and a year later, I realized it, um, the franchise side wasn't for me. It controlled me too much, quite frankly, and I didn't feel like I could expand as much as I wanted to. I sold that and I have what I have today. So I've had this for about 14 years now. And so the coaching is part of the element. What drew me out of the corporate uh, business is my father telling me for years, never work for anybody else, number one. And I finally decided to listen to him. And then number two was that it wasn't about the brick and the mortar. It was um, it was about the people sphere. And in order to do that, uh, you know, I was able to shift out of at that point a fixed mindset that I had around brick and mortar and corporate, and then into what I get to do today. Work everything workplace culture related, uh, the human element, the coaching element, the leadership development, the the growth mindset. And so that's a, a quick a quick short story um, of how I got here. And we can dive into why I left corporate if you want to as well, but that's, that's kind of frames up for you. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, and what an interesting early childhood you had or adolescence and, and teenage years. I can imagine how that did shape you. It did. Like I said, I didn't appreciate the discipline then and the exposure to um, a family owned business, but wow, do I appreciate it now. I know. I think I was also raised by two entrepreneurs and um, it, I think we think differently actually. Yeah. 
I didn't realize it, but it was just literally the air we breathed. It was, it was, you know, in the, in the bre- at breakfast, at dinner, um, sometimes, you know, one parent wasn't there because they had to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, but it's a really different mentality than all my friends whose parents worked, you know, nine to five jobs um, yes. and, and had more regularity. And I kind of envied them, but I, but now, yeah. now just like you, I really value that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds like you do a lot of work around retention, also like employee yes. retention in large companies. Mm-hmm. So critical. And when you say culture, um, what what exactly creates the culture? And I know this is I know the answer to this question, but I'm really curious about your perspective on it. What sure. is it that creates that cohesion, the webbing? Well, first of all, anytime there's more than two people working together, a culture begins to formulate, whether you call it out or not, and realize it and your intentional is quite another thing. So, you know, inside of that piece, what cultivates it is the two people and then the masses and the masses and the masses. What what happens is when we when we go into a relationship, we start off usually on the same page, right? Well, what can happen after a day-to-day interaction, we can just start to, you know, sort of disseminating away. And before you know it, we've had this complete, un- complete, not necessarily spoken that we're on two different pages. When you have a culture, deliberate culture, you stay on the same path. So when somebody starts to go, you're like, no, 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 that's not how we do things around here. It's not what we think, say, do. All of our action around if it's collaboration, if it's innovation, if it's respect, if it's so whatever those core values end up being, Mm. the more you describe what right looks like and what it doesn't, then we know when we're starting to, you know, like go off, that's what causes either retention or turnover inside of that scope. That's so nuanced and so clear. I love it. And, And that core value is also the talent, because you have like a talent um, enhancer. I don't, I'm not using the right word, but what, yeah. is, what, what do you call it? Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with our behavioral hardwiring. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have an understanding of what motivates us to our core, then we don't know that of the other person. So the self-awareness, the individual into the work styles, uh, without that, you don't have and you cannot create talent optimization. So the behavioral hardwiring understanding um, allows you to achieve the results that you're looking through and for, because it starts with people. And we forget that they're not employees first a lot. They're people first. And Mm -hmm. we have to connect on the human element now more than ever. It's always been important, but if anything, the last 12 to 18 months has shown us human element and the ability to connect remotely, virtually in person across the world, it's critical. And AI is not going to do that for you. It mm-hmm. takes people, it takes yeah. people to unpack it. So. It takes this. right yes. here. Yes. And, and even though you're talking about the workplace, this is also relevant for day-to-day life. It's it, whether yeah. it's your sister or your husband or um, even your child, you yeah. know, because we think that what motivates them is what motivates us. And it's, it's actually not the case frequently. Correct. And all that assumption creates a lot of distortion in relationships, period. Absolutely. I, uh, since I've been doing this a lot at home and teaching virtually, my husband has heard uh, training speak that he has never heard before. And so I'll come out of the office and he'll say, um, don't use that stuff on me. And I always <laughs> laugh. Or he'll say, wait, wait, are you, 
I think I heard you tell somebody else that. <laughs> and it's just so funny. So to the psyche, and I definitely have used the assessments on my kids over the years. It's helped them with their careers, with their relationships. And so, yeah, this, this stuff works across the board too. I love me. it. I love it. And you've helped, gosh, how long have you been doing this? Decades, you said? De- decades. I, I'm I, uh, too old to tell, but yeah, I'm in my fourth decade of doing this. So I love it. I'm not, I tell people I, it started off as a passion and then I realized it wasn't a passion. It's a, it's an absolute session. Every commercial I see, every interaction I have, I have that lens on, uh, from, from uh, a culture standpoint and whether you're motivating or not motivating people. So it's, it's a bit of a sickness I have. <laughs> well, it's a talent, right? I'm, I'm the same way. I, I, I call it geeking out. I've been geeking out on this health stuff forever and I can't, I try to kind of divert myself because I think, well, maybe I should think about something else. And it's like, like I tried to listen to a novel the other day and I just like, I gave it like 15 minutes, beautiful alliterations. It was incredible. And I enjoyed it, but I was like, I actually would really rather learn something about, you know, plants. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally, totally get it. I get, yeah, I can't read a novel. Mine has to be something in the, the self-help of some, I have to get something more out of it that I can uh, I can totally. apply. Yeah. yeah. And this, this behavioral piece and the methodologies around transformation and uh, behavioral change is just, I, like you, I can't, I, I just, it's the only thing I think about. It's the only thing I care about and everywhere yeah. I go, it's all I look for. So yes. uh, I'm right there with you in that, yeah. but I'm not four decades yet. I still have a ways to go. And what that tells me is that you really know what works and what doesn't work. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure in all transparency, I come across things I think are going to work that don't uh, at times, but yeah, I'm pretty, pretty comfortable with the process. Um, You know, you have to start off with a diagnostic always, regardless, regardless of where you're entering, you have to diagnose where you are. And then there are the obvious, you know, steps along the way. Absolutely. So So you're married. It sounds like I am married. How old are the kids? Uh, 25, 24, and 17. Oh my goodness. So, you're almost yeah, an empty nester. Yeah, That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. I have a 17-year-old too. Yeah. It, um, uh, it it definitely happens fast, right? Yeah. This last, like from 12 until now, I'm just, it's just like a blur. And um, I just, I, I would, I can't imagine what it's like to have three. So, uh, you know, I, but I've won and it's just amazing. It's the most amazing experience and word, that word isn't it even is. adequate. I agree. 1000% agree. They it's life. It's life changing in so many ways, so many good ways and ways that are not expected. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And so you're a mom and a wife and an entrepreneur and, um, and successful. So how do you, how do you juggle it all? It's definitely uh, a trick. And I think it's trick for all of us, right? We have to, I laugh when people say work-life balance, I say, you can have it. But don't get confused that one has to literally be balanced with the other. Your balance is your personal balance. I definitely have gone through the, the waves. I've always been uh, perceived self-diagnosed workaholics. I love, I love working and, and doing. I don't think it, it I, I won't go so far that it's the, I'm not going to say it's me, yeah. but I like doing it. So therefore it doesn't, you know, feel like work, but balance. I've gone through the shifts of, you know, those success factors of getting up and journaling uh, just to get my mind, you know, set for the day over a cup of coffee, quiet time. So when people get up earlier than me, then I have to keep getting up earlier, but that, that works. So the morning routine helps me get balanced. 
um, definitely getting in the workout or if it is reading a book or whatever. I've learned that I have to fuel my time, but I fuel my time in between everybody else's needs. So I get up to serve myself uh, and to get that groove on. And then I go into the family mode, the work mode, and then I stop throughout the time in the day. And I'm very diligent in my calendar of blocking and color coding red times, family times. So I've learned that I have to block it and cherish it. I'm not going to cancel on a, uh, a client. So I'm certainly not going to cancel on my family. So putting those boundaries around when I'm working, when I'm not working and clear with a family on when they have stuff that they need assistance with or that we're going to do together, that I'm just boundary driven um, and kind of know what those spaces of time that I can go sneak and get back on my computer or when I'm planning, you know, the long road trip and having to have everything settled at the house in order to reduce the mom guilt. I'm not going to say ever get rid of it, but reduce the mom guilt. It yeah. definitely, uh, I don't think that ever goes away. I don't know about you, but that doesn't ever go away. It never goes away ever. And so sometimes I even have it and it's completely unnecessary because she's like, go. You know, yes. No. They, they want to break from us. <laughs> I know. She's like, please. Like, I'm yeah, so when, are, when are you going to London again? Didn't you? Aren't you? <laughs> I love your honesty about serving everyone else's needs and serving your own. What it sounds like somewhat non-negotiably, but it's fluid because yeah. a lot of women tend to find these, these uh, boundaries that you're describing, like very limiting and they actually rebel against them. Yeah. And then they get themselves into chaos and overwhelm. And it's a sabotage cycle. And I know I'm using that language with you. And for those of you listening, that's like such a coach jargon word and everyone can understand what it is, but <laughs> we all get in it. Yeah. Um, and so do you feel confined by those boundaries or for you, is that a kind of freedom or how would you describe it? No, that is it. I love that question so much. I definitely, um, I didn't, I don't think I've ever sabotaged my business, but I certainly have sabotaged my health. And so you tell me if, if this resonates with you, with everybody that you work with. Early years, I've always struggled with uh, me first. I, I, I do still to a certain point, but from a health of being extremely large, extremely large, you know, close to 300 pounds and having these huge cycles of losing a hundred pounds and then gaining back 50 pounds. And now I'm back down. Um, I've this year I've lost another, whatever, 70 pounds. So having that struggle. So when you say sabotage, it's usually colleagues that I talk to, it's usually they're sabotaging their business. For me, it was the business and the family first. And I would eat right and exercise and do what I needed to like later, later, later. I didn't have time to do that. A couple of things have happened over my over the years that have shifted me always from a personal standpoint that shifted that priority that no, I have to take care of myself in order to take care of others uh-huh. to do that. Yeah. And so at the beginning of this year, again, I, I had another huge shift and I was like, nope, there is no excuse to not working out. There is no excuse to eating poorly. I'm the, I'm the excuse. Nobody's getting my way. And Again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here because this is your expertise. Once you make the mind shift, just like if you're going to grow your business or not, take care of yourself or not, all of a sudden when it's really a priority, you find the time. And so the sabotage was realizing all of the excuses Mm -hmm. that you've been able to do everything in your life except for take care of your health. Yeah. 
when are you going to do that? And so it's not up to anybody else. It's up to me. And, and so it was legit. Yeah. No, I really, I, even though I know what you're saying and I preach what you're saying, it's important for our listeners to hear it. It's really, really important. We can't hear it enough because until it gets done, it's not done. But I think there's an ingredient called readiness. Oh, yes. All, all of those years you were experimenting. Like I know for myself, even sometimes maybe I can get away with it. Maybe I can go to bed at 11 and wake up at five and I'll be fine. You know? And it's like, until I do that enough and I wake up kind of groggy and my, my energy throughout the day is sacrificed. I'm going to keep doing it. Right. You know, until I'm ready to be like, no, I'm going to go to bed at nine 30 because I actually function really well. And so I don't have to eight hours of sleep exactly. <laughs> but as an example, because readiness is a, is a key and not everyone's ready for everything now at the same time, you know? Right. So that's why for me, it's always about yeah. food and fitness and mindset, right? Yeah. One without the other will only get you so far. And listen, each of those pieces are good in their own right. But when you yeah. combine them, it's like total magic, but that's an extraordinary weight loss you know, story you have. Well, it's definitely taken uh, a lot of hard work. There's no, there's no doubt about that, but it really is the mind shift. Cause to your point, well, that's what it was in January. I was ready. It's 100%. And the first time I did it, I was ready, but now I'm in a different place. That was about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And then, uh, shifting again, intentionally, it's like, it's the other, it's the other onion layer that comes on to us. I think as we get I'll, I'll say odor with grace, in yeah. our life experiences, um, yeah. but it's certainly things I wish I would have figured out 30 years ago and instead of, you know, now, but yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. You, weren't, maybe you weren't ready, but I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so just so you know, my mom, uh, so I was in Weight Watchers at age five. We oh. were in and out. My mom was in and out of Overeaters Anonymous my entire childhood. Wow. She died early 59 um, with severe mm. obesity as a cause of death. Oh no. And so I really get it. I mean, yeah. I get it so intimately and so deeply. And that's part of the reason why I think why I do what I do. Cause I, I got, you yeah. can be healthy and it can be really fun and, and it can yeah. create tons of freedom and, um, and it can taste great. <laughs> so I'm all yes. for that because I wanted to sustain, I get so frustrated when, um, and I'm sure you do too, when you've worked with a, a culture and you see it failing. Um, yeah. and it's like, that's probably why you've got your system down. So you're, you've authored a lot of articles and even published a lot. So can you tell us a little bit about your accomplishments? Can you just toot your own horn for a sec? <laughs> Definitely not something I'm comfortable with. I know. That's why I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a try. Okay. Thanks. Let's see. I've written um, seven books, mm. um, hardback, and then I've got, I don't know, three or four dozen eBooks that are part of my online. So I've got the on-demand you know, flow going. And then for people who want to, you know, do it at their own pace. And then I've got all of the, uh, the, uh, the hand guided piece as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I probably one of my, since being in business accomplishments was uh, the being entrepreneur of the year here locally with the EO forum. And so that was kind of cool to be the only woman in a man's world, quite frankly, um, here, you know, here locally for that. But yeah, I've got certifications. Um, yeah, Amazing. I, yeah, I guess that's it. I guess okay. that's all I'll, I'll, I'll brag about. All right. Well, thank you for, for getting out of your comfort zone there for a sec. <laughs> I'm it's also, embarrassing. I, I feel my face getting red oh and everything. I, and I, you know, I was looking down. It's just so funny. The things when you start to analyze yourself of, well, you know, why are you such a twerp and people, why can't you talk about yourself? <laughs> oh, oh, I, well, I hear it. This is, I mean, this is really about you to, to shine a light on you. And also 
to gain some wisdom because I think a lot of people in this last year and a half are really starting to question what they do and if it's what's for them. And this talent optimizer sounds like it's something that might be helpful for somebody who's looking to make a shift in their career and um, or trying to figure out actually, and I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. Is that, is that mm-hmm. something that. Yeah. It helps people with their career shift because you, if you're in a job that doesn't go to your own hard wiring. So for example, if there's a lot of change and you loathe change where well, I love change. If I was in a, if I was in a job where I had to do the same thing day in, day out, I would be scratching my eyes out. Right. Mm-hmm. So having a conversation with somebody who can help you uh, figure out where, where your comfort zone is, then you understand how to apply and you have the aha moments to your point. So yes, it can help you with that as well. Yeah. And like, and really your core values, like I've tried to pivot many times away from this health thing and uh, where I just, just focused on the coaching. Mm-hmm. And I too had had a franchise kind of thing. It wasn't actually a franchise, but you know, coach training. And it's like, I, it's if it's only intellectual, like I realize, like I, it's just not serving the secrets that I know work. Yeah, uh, and so it has to be aligned with your core values, and I think it helps so it helps to have somebody like yourself uh, to really you know tweeze that out because it can be you know it, it's a process as you know. Yes. Um. Yes. So so your work life balance is about boundaries. I love that, and I just want to emphasize what she said because she has to have her me time. You didn't call it that, but you you carve out time for yourself, and yes. that is the secret to success, folks. Yes. Un- non negotiable. Yes. Because like I negotiated it, you negotiated it. And and it, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a wife and you're a mom, it, it tends to lead to burnout. It tends to lead to um, absentee parenting or divorce. And, and we don't want that for anyone. Absolutely. Completely agree. Um, so is there one thing you do that really recharges you that you'd like to share with us? For me, it's going on walks. Oh, my, yeah. my me time is walks. There's, and has to be outside. I, you know, I've got all the equipment in the house and I've done the gyms. Yeah. I have to just go on a walk, go on mm-hmm. a hike someplace outside. It's amazing for me, the release, the release is just immense. Everything comes peeling off and all the ideas come flowing in <laughs> when I'm walking. So whether I'm angry, happy, sad, just need to get up and move. It's a walk all day long. And I don't care if it's raining, if it's freezing, if it's 110, I gotta, I gotta do that. And when I don't do it, wow, do I feel it? Wow. Do I feel it? I'm I just, the same way. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also like to feel the smallness and it, it takes me outside of myself. I mean, you're in Virginia, right? Yes. I love Virginia. I'm from Virginia. Oh, where are you from in Virginia? I grew up in Northern Virginia. Okay. I know that's not really Virginia, but you know, wait, wait. <laughs> Nova is still Virginia. It's all good. I know. So, um, yeah, Nova, Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> it, it's all good. There is a difference between the North and the South of there Virginia sure for is. sure. I know. <laughs> I know. Dad was in DC. Mom was in Nova. And, uh, and so I kind of, I grew up in that metropolitan, uh, area of Washington, DC. Uh, and at this time of year is, one oh, the, really one of the main things I miss because it's just so spectacular. Yes. Did you know there is actually research behind what's what you're describing in terms yeah. of like what happens to you energetically when you go out in nature? Mm-mm. You actually discharge. So it's really interesting. This is yeah. great. Yeah. You you discharge because we're we're taking in a lot of you know electromagnetic energy and it's still fringe science, but there's some some mm-hmm. science that's somewhat concrete around it. 
Totally. Well, I didn't know that, but I totally believe it. That, that release, that what discharge, that's absolutely. Yeah. It's like everything comes yuckingly off of you. (laughs) Ions. It's really about negative and positive ions. Fascinating. Yeah. And I love to feel my smallness. I actually moved to where I am in Fairfax, California. Um, so that I could, I could, the hiking trails around here. That's one of the reasons I want to walk out my door and hit a great trail pretty much in any direction. (laughs) Right. Right. It is funny that you move from one Fairfax to the other though. Yeah. I have to, you know, like point that out. That's kind of interesting. That's <laughs> like wild. Like you couldn't have like made that happen. I right. I, got, I really came for my sister. She lives down the street. I love her to death. Um, I love her so much. And my niece and, uh, she did the research and said the same brothers. It's like these two brothers way back when mm-hmm. one lived in Virginia and one lived in California. And that's why they're both called Fairfax, Lord Fairfax. According to uh, well, everything's, you know, derived from something in England. So yeah. yeah so funny. Uh, so where can people find out more information about you and what you do? If they want to work with you and learn more about your services. Absolutely. The easiest thing is just go to my website and it's a uh, premier So that's P R E M I E R. And then R A P P O R T you'll get, you can get all uh, the different services that I do. If you uh, love podcasts, which obviously you do because you're listening to this one. Now I've got a couple of podcasts. One of them is a, uh, uh, I have one that is more of my favorite than the other. It's just a five minute giddy up on workplace culture that I do Monday through Friday called your morning commute. But anyways, you can grab free resources and white papers on that website, or nice. you can follow me on social media. Amazing. Thank you so much. Any, any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave with our listeners? I just, all of you need to work with Jennifer. If you don't have your wellness and your groove on, it's at balance and yourself and your wellness before anything else. Everything else just comes in place when you have that. And so uh, I appreciate the work that you do and I hope others uh, check you out and uh, Mm -hmm. find their zing too. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.